Fake Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. That's my favorite flavor of Ben and Jerry's. Is it now? What are some other things that are kind of like Ben and Jerry's flavors, but not quite? Ooh. Dish food. Dish food? Yeah. That sounds not appetizing. But turtle tracks doesn't sound appetizing either. Or moose tracks. Yeah. It sounds like poop. Moose tracks is one step away from moose patties. <laughs> I just imagine somebody tracking, you know, those people who stick their finger and scat and like, oh, this is fresh. They're only, a... I think that's only TV trackers like <laughs> on the movies, but I just imagine all Native Americans do that. <laughs> or those dudes in khaki cargo shorts and boots. Yes, those guys too. They learned it from the Native Native Americans. In fact, they're allowed on reservations because they have Native American friends. I have Native friends. They have to be with you. Or you're uh, not allowed on there. So is that them honoring a tradition or is that cultural appropriation? What Are you saying the Native Americans are appropriating the white man's discriminatory tendencies no they're not wearing cargo shorts i'm saying him smelling oh the smelling moose patties the scat yeah sure that would be our cultural appropriation you know white man bad even though like the because indian reservations were not controlled by the federal government in any form or state government uh they were actually the only place that slavery still existed after it was abolished in the United States. Slavery continued in Indian reservations for years after it was abolished in the U.S. I think you mean Native American reservations? (laughs) I think so. And, uh, they were they uh, in the uh native americans actually owned uh overwhelmingly were slave owners of what race of people typically black oh yeah, yeah that's the bad one yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the bad one i mean once the i guess we brought a shipment of people with more pigment over we as in actually me and my constituents yeah how was that a little rough the Mm. boating technology wasn't that great back then um but politically i mean that's a win right right? um you know you just you learn to deal i you know i sailed and I uh, 
I did the I I would hit the drum. To, but I, you know, me being fragile white man, I couldn't keep a beat. So we we did a couple loops before we got here because one side was you know paddling faster because I didn't have the beat right. Sailing has gotten a whole lot easier with automation and uh, the lack of slave labor. But you know what's still pretty hard? Trucking. Oh, yeah. Speaking of racist, evil people, trucking. Yeah. So all this lighthearted talk uh, aside, uh. I know it's not just us. Other people have to see it. And if they don't say it out loud, they see it. I I would have to imagine that you see these people say these things about not condoning violence or discriminating against any type of person. And you... Look at what they're doing and who they're doing it to and what they're saying about them. And it did it. Uh, I hate the word gaslight. I hate gaslighting. I hate that because it's used. It's used to discredit people when they have real things they're saying, but like, um, but, but it's real and it actually happens. Yeah, it does. And it's happening there. It's just like, uh, the fascism thing. You know, we, so many people in government have screamed against fascism and the loudest people doing it are the people who are implementing the most fascist policies it's comical. It really, uh, I hate, it's not a funny thing. The truckers being out there and the cops touching their wood isn't funny. But the wood, they're, they're, the cops were grabbing the truckers' wood. They normally had to pay for lot lizards to get that, but uh, it happened the other day. I believe now. See that is funny. I believe that Michael Malice posted uh, the Ottawa's the police departments turn in those you know the hotline to turn those people in for doing things. I think he posted the number in the website on uh, his Twitter. We'll have to get that and put it on our page, uh, just so you can you know call and tell the Ottawa police department your concerns if you'd like. Yeah. What are we worried about? Yeah. Let them know what you're concerned about. Uh, they obviously need somebody to talk to They're They're posting that stuff. So call them and talk to them. I believe our listeners have something to say. Uh, Here's the piece that, worries me the most and I don't know 
I don't know if you're primarily concerned with some of the loss of language or semantics like we have been or other pieces, but one of the things that troubles me the most is the speedy and unilateral freezing of bank accounts. Yeah, it it worries me like it worries you, but like you, we I saw it coming. You saw it coming. I mean, the moment I learned what the the Federal Reserve was in the U.S., I knew that it could happen to anybody for anything. So... It's like being the people on the beach when the hurricane comes. You feel silly, though, because you think, it could never happen to me. And... I think we all intellectually knew that this was real and it was possible. But if you were to ask me what Justin Trudeau would be willing to do to his own people, sure, I would say that he would do terrible things because he already has. But I thought it would be a bit more gradual. I thought this would be months and months of propaganda and easing people into it but no he's gone straight to calling truckers terrorists and because of that calling a state of emergency and freezing their bank accounts no not just that if you donated more than $25 to their organization your bank account can be frozen too that being people who live under the, or let me be more specific, those people who choose to let that government rule over them. I'm not saying the people getting their bank accounts frozen or the people that chose that, but there has to be a... Um, A majority of people who choose to go along with that. Um, but I think that that is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. And I think that's why you've seen Justin Trudeau go to this extreme. Because at this point, he's not getting reelected the next time. Like, that's not a thing. And you can see that in a lot of the people surrounding him who are bailing who who still have a chance of getting reelected, right? Uh, but at this point, it is protecting the power of their central government because this is one of the, the bad things I see with this protest is he has to double down now because if he gives in now, it's not quiet anymore. It didn't, it has made it to the news, right? So if he gives in now, it, it's, it's not like they just posted that the science doesn't even like everybody knows now 
the science doesn't back up your policy, right? So he waited too long. So now he has to either find a something new's got to come out that makes it worth him backing down or he can save face as the government or he has to squash it and just go with not getting reelected and you know he'll get he'll get his pats on the back by the powers that be anyway and he'll save the power of the state over the people cuz the last thing they want is to use that power again when they want to and the people to know all they got to do is go party in Ottawa and it goes away i mean don't get don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not saying what they're doing isn't still going to have a positive effect in the long run i just don't unless they can come up with some sort of breaking news that lets the central government save face it's they're going to come down heavy-handed and stop it and they're not going to give them what they want now the overwhelming consensus consensus in canada it looks like in canada and it also looks like in the lower 48 are on the trucker side the mass amount of people are on the trucker side so i think in the long run this is good this is an awakening and if he comes down heavy-handed i think it'll even wake up more people well that's just the question right is are these truckers going to be heroes that are victorious on the other side of this or are they simply going to be martyrs i, I think they're heroes either way right i think they've yeah stood up for what they believe in and Frankly, it doesn't even matter if they believe in the same thing I do. The fact that they stood up for it and are fighting for what they believe in is a noble pursuit. The questioning of, even if they don't have it worked out, they don't know or have their principles, the fact that more and more people are questioning the authority is good very good because that just shows more independent thought and independent thought leads to better results well it's also ironic that they're not antifa because their whole pitch the truckers mm-hmm. is against a government mandate whether you're anti-vax or pro-vax mm-hmm. So they're sort of for everyone's rights and not for this fascist, authoritarian, totalitarian rule. Yeah, I mean, it would be a very suitable name for them if it wasn't already taken. But we could all just watch. um, Just watch the uh, Antifa's webpage. Maybe it won't renew. If it doesn't renew, you can... uh, Snatch that up real quick, truckers. Uh, (laughs) 
Speaking of which, another thing that I think is great that's coming out come out of this is the the fact that all these controlled by the state banking donation software have been forced to uh, show who their true customer is and not and try to steal the money that you've donated to the truckers because what it's done is it has put in the forefront uh, a new market for people in the crypto circles and there's all these cool websites that are now out for that in particular uh just the non trackable traceable donation in crypto to the charity of your choice no matter who calls them a terrorist i don't want to be too much of an alarmist but i think there's something that's happened in the last couple years where everything is virtual and everything is digital and you don't really know what's happening outside your door. We had news and we had the internet and we had all of these things, but it wasn't our exclusive source for everything. So I don't think before the lockdowns, let's call it the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Before the pandemic, I don't think a leader of any country could call a state of an emergency as a response to a protest, call them terrorists and freeze bank accounts. Because I think people would be so exposed to it that the narrative wouldn't be strong enough. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I, I think that it was just so... The difference was there wasn't a lot of people standing up to the state back then because it wasn't affecting them. I think that was more what was going on because I don't know if you remember this, but there was a time that there was this, uh, radical Christian group of peaceful people and, uh, the ATF shot and killed a bunch of them and burned their children and their families alive in a building on TV. But it was just a small group. So didn't affect everybody. Not enough people stood up to the state about that. So I think it's always been happening. It's just the state hadn't expanded itself into everybody's life, the everyday man's life. I mean, back then you could have toilets that flushed with the amount of water you wanted them to flush with. You know what I mean? And now your most private number two is the water that surrounds it is dictated by the state in the so-called free nation. So everybody's life is affected by the state. And so everybody has something to fight them on. So the state's fighting everybody now. Which is a fight they're doomed to lose. Right. And it's and it's it's sad that it had to get here. Some of us saw it earlier, some of us didn't. But um 
just like my son would probably tell me if you were somebody who sell it earlier don't there's always somebody who sell it before you <laughs> so um don't be too arrogant uh but we do need to remind because there's a lot of conservatives coming our way we need to remind these people what the problem is it's not the democrat this is an office it's not it's it's everybody it's it's not it's everybody believing that these people have power is what it is it's not the person it's the power that attracts that person the power is going to attract a bad person even if you are a sociopath mm-hmm. and you <laughs> that's right have problems with consistency and change your beliefs on a hourly basis mm-hmm. and you believe that everything Joe Biden does is right let's assume for a second that that is your strongly held belief system whatever system that is even if he is in line with everything that you think is right every bit of power that you give him is going to be given to the Republican that ultimately takes his place in the next round of popularity contests right yeah somebody's gonna come after you because they're gonna come after all the people you don't care about first maybe if you're on the side of the state for the most part but eventually they're going to come after something that you're not willing to give up and hopefully there's somebody still around to help defend you hopefully they all haven't been round up by then I like to remind people who call us real libertarians not beltways but uh, evil grandma killers or whatever that people like us are okay with that we're not fighting you it doesn't matter if you call us that we're fighting against the power of the state on your behalf no matter what so um you're not our enemy our enemy we we might be your enemy by the fact that you're fighting for the state but you're still not our enemy yeah it's It's good to reiterate that because the cliche is if you're not with us, you're against us. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is if you're not with us, we're still with you. Yeah. We would prefer you to get out of the way because it's a pretty tough battle we're, we're fighting. But even if you're not, even if you argue against what we're doing we 
it doesn't matter. Our belief, our belief system is based on a principle and it really doesn't matter what you do. It's, it doesn't, it just doesn't change. We don't get mad because our principle, we're fighting for our principle. So it's not like somebody says something on TV that makes us mad. So we, we like change our narrative and our principles to, you know, fight against that person. We just, I don't know. We just keep it. We're fighting the state. So it, it helps me to say that out loud sometimes because I get so mad at the pushback you get, but then you have to remember public public schools exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Brainwashing is yeah. real. It really is. But we can also be just really practical about this as well. Because the things that you and I are fighting for mm -hmm. create room for the things that they're fighting for. Mm -hmm. So if, if someone is not with us, mm -hmm. let's say, we're still ultimately with them because what we're fighting for allows them to do whatever they want to do. The <laughs> difference is what they are fighting for does not allow us to do what we want to do. Yeah. And it's not just about what we want to do. It's what we have a right to do and have a duty to do. Yeah. So even just being practical about it, our proposition has room for theirs. Absolutely. Um, just no violence, no co no coercion, uh, no, nothing like that. Just there's a lot of real issues with the anarcho-capitalist society model, the theoretical model um, that people like to bring up to discredit what we're fighting for, but. We have a principle to live by, and we live by that. And if other people don't, it's on them. Uh, what we're saying is we don't think the people who don't live by those, those principles should have a state-sponsored monopoly on violence to to continue doing that. We think that maybe they should be on a more even playing field with most of us out here. And, and you can walk around your neighborhood, people of all political viewpoints, and in their real life, they don't come up and take your shit from you, out of your hands. They don't, when you open your bag of chips, they don't come and dump out 50% of it into their, onto, you know, into a bowl and hand you back the bag and say, fuck you, go on. 
don't dare open another bag of chips without giving me 30% of it. You know, people don't do that. So we're just saying that the people like that, people who live a moral life should be on an equal playing field so that at least they can fight back if somebody comes to take their shit. At least they've got a chance. Well, I think that's why I mention the disconnection of these last couple of years leading to this way of interacting with other people because we talk about keyboard warriors and the anonymous comment sections, the peanut gallery, right? When you have that abstraction, when you're hiding behind your keyboard, you can say whatever you like, but these are things that humans would never say to another human in real life, right? So in that same way, you're describing things that are an abstraction, but instead of the internet that creates this anonymous shield, it's the state Mm -hmm. that creates this anonymous shield. So the state has this monopoly on violence and coercion and redistribution of wealth. And if they will be the bad guy for you, you can be anonymous and you can continue to live the way that you want to live. But if, folks were forced to actually make the choices that they are happy to have the state make for them, they likely wouldn't make the same ones. And that's why I think this connection that we've lost over these last couple of years is important. And it is why I think we're so easily duped by someone who says we're in a state of emergency and Canada needs to lock down all the while if anyone walked outside and interacted with another human, they would have no idea that such a quote-unquote emergency was upon us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the U.S. would be in the same boat if they felt like they could get away with it. I remember, I mean, all the shit talk about DeSantis I remember back when Florida was they were having the videos as cops uh, arresting people on the beach because Florida had locked down under DeSantis I forgot about yeah. that that's crazy yeah. to me the beach yeah. and people were still going out like right after the videos, right after they had announced they're arresting people, more people showed up at the beach. That's that's and DeSantis got the hint earlier, right? Um, he's a politician. He weighed his options. In my book, I mean Georgia reopened before Florida did. And I still was not cool with the fact that we shut down. I called out that man many times about that. Well, California's still not open, so. Yeah. Have you called out? Who's who's the so-called supreme leader there? Oh, Master Newsom. Oh, Newsom. Yeah, that's your guy. Newsom. Newsom. 
He he was uh, maskless at the Super Bowl. Noose this last weekend. Noose them. Man, that's uh, that sounds like a really unwoke, racist last name. Noose them. Newsome. Awful person. Based on the last name alone. <laughs> uh. That's so funny because, you know, Smith means that you were likely from a blacksmith or something. Yeah. There is something, there is some significance to last names. And either way, uh, lockdowns. Uh, yeah, lockdowns are fine. <laughs> As long as you're locking yourself into your house voluntarily, I'm for it. You make a good point, though. DeSantis knew his populace. Because you said politician, right? And people forget that that means that you're trying to serve the people. It doesn't necessarily mean that you will, but you want them to believe that you're working in their best interest. And if it's a popularity contest at the end of the day... why not? It is and obviously most of them want you to do. Obviously he didn't he wasn't funded by Big Pharma his campaign, obviously, right? Cuz everybody who was, which their tentacles ran deep, even if it was kind of a hard message to do, you saw a lot of Republicans do it anyway, you know. Um obviously DeSantis from what I can tell, his big money comes from the military industrial complex. So like as a governor, his instincts are true and good as a president. <laughs> I'm not seeing that same thing. Which goes back to the same thing, right? So if I if I talk to the folks who are on the left and aren't as skeptical of pharma and their puppets, the power that you're putting in place for the state right now will ultimately be given to a DeSantis-like character Mm -hmm. who, on the complete opposite side, is funded by the military-industrial complex. And maybe you're for the jab and mandating it, but you're not for drone strikes or, well, guess what? You just gave him complete access to do anything. He wants. What happens when we don't have anybody joining the military? Like we don't have anybody joining the military right now because half of it is because we don't believe in these stupid fucking wars we're doing anymore. And the other one, half is because they're making you get the fucking jab. Okay. So what happens when a DeSantis gets in there and you've given him all this fucking power and he goes, you know what? When you turn 18, you have to, you're entered into the military. You serve four years. Everybody. And you get the fucking jab. Like, what happens then? Are you going to go, you know, donate money to the truckers who say no? 
are you going to donate money to my family because I'm going to die before I see my son be hauled off to fight for this piece of shit? I'm sitting here fighting for your rights. And you've got to remember the consequences of the things that you advocate for. If you advocate for force upon somebody else, there's consequences to that. There's so much backlash. There's so many blowbacks. <laughs> that happen. I was about to say that's such a great example, right? Yeah. If you can take yourself out of it, take even our own internal political system, think about blowback and how much of that we've seen on the world stage. Right. It's pathetic. I mean, look at the the Republicans were becoming one of the most the, the more anti-war um, major political party and Fox News is I mean the people who still believe Fox News as a Republican are definitely neocons they believe I mean they actually thought there's people out there that really believe that Russia was going to invade Ukraine this morning to the point that they said it was going to happen. And I haven't even checked to see if they have invaded Ukraine yet. I haven't looked. But I'm on the record right now saying it didn't happen. There was a moment of solidarity between bipartisan, bipartisan moment of solidarity for Ukraine yesterday. Where everybody was like, good wishes to Ukraine. You're about to get blown up. It's made up. It's made up. And God damn it, Putin's funny. That motherfucker is trolling the shit out of us. He's watching us spend money. He throws a couple tanks he's already got near the border and then pulls them away. He doesn't even have to move a whole bunch of troops because he knows that we're going to play it up to like, sell weapons so like he moves a few there he didn't even less troops were there than were there six months ago this week so so little that there's no feasible way that they could think they could attack and win but you know we played it up it was going to be today this morning they were going to invade and maybe they have maybe i'm wrong but i don't think i am Anyway, they played this up to sell weapons to to excuse the reason why gas prices are going to go up because you know Biden got approval to use the our national reserves of fuel to ease the gas prices. Well, that's becoming gone, so you can't. You can't do that anymore very soon. And the gas prices are going to go up to what they would be at. And it's a political nightmare. So like this whole Ukraine thing and Russia thing is designed to give you a reason why 
you're about to pay $6 a gallon for fuel. And it's not that at all. It's because we are fascists and we are letting the government decide when, where, and how fuel companies are doing their business. And they don't know how to do that. So it sucks. And they're doing really bad at it. In Russia, the evil communist country of Russia, it's not the Soviet Union anymore, buddy, but they are letting their oil companies do whatever they got to do and just, you know, you be you, oil. We be us. And, you know, it's succeeding. Separation of oil and state. Yeah. Separation of everything in state. I'm telling you, like, the church and state was a bad thing. Right? Business and state is a bad thing. Peanut butter and state is a bad thing. It doesn't fucking matter. You add and state to it, it's a bad thing. Hitler without state was just an old stupid guy with a dumb mustache. Mediocre artist. With state, he fucks some shit up. Talk to me a bit more about peanut butter and state. <laughs> peanut butter and state. Talk to you more about that. Okay. Uh, or as I like to call it, PB and state. <laughs> Um, there was something about, I, I live in Georgia, so we have a lot of, uh, peanut farms down here in the Southern Georgia. Like Jimmy Carter? Uh, Jimmy Carter's not a farm. He's a person. Does he own farms? I always get it confused. (laughs) I don't know. He might own a farm. I was on an airplane with Jimmy Carter once. I feel like he flies commercial a lot. Yeah, I think I think that's like a thing. Did he shake everybody's hand on the flight? I heard that same thing too. So maybe I wasn't on it. Maybe somebody just lied to me because I didn't see him. I just was told uh, that he was on the flight. Or maybe it was just some old person. They're like, oh, Jimmy Carter was on the like, flight. Dude, with that's y'all. Jimmy Carter. Yeah. That would be dumb though. Could you imagine that? Like. <laughs> Fuck, man, sit the fuck down. We're trying. I paid coach. I'm in a hurry. Sit down. We got to go. Your bag goes in the overhead compartment. Quit shaking people's hands. And they're like all the people behind him that have to pee. Waiting. He's shaking everybody's hand. That would suck. I do think that's funny, though. If your favorite thing to do on a flight is convince everybody on that flight that Jimmy Carter's on it. Oh, that would be great. That's better than Jimmy Carter being on a flight with me is <laughs> if I was on a flight with somebody who that's their thing. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, no way. Oh, is it? I think that's Jimmy Carter. 
<laughs> I'm so focused on the fact I've got some, uh, they bring you the little bottles. I'm just like, yeah. I believe you. <laughs> it's great. I really want to interview that guy right now. I know. Now I, now I hope rules. Jimmy Carter wasn't on the flight. I hope it was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's more important to me. Uh, do you, do you have a message for that guy? Do I, um, you know, keep, keep it on, shake everybody's hand and say, you're Jimmy Carter. When you get old years after he's dead, maybe it'll work. Um, I, I think that we should talk real quick before we go. I think we need to talk about uh, the fact that the first major move that Canada did to violently remove the truckers was on request of the United States for the company GM Motors to clear a bridge. Because GM was not happy about their material not being able to get to them via a certain bridge. Um, so, hey, everybody, don't buy a GM. Anti-Chevy for a little while, buddy. And remember, Chevy's also the one who took the bailout from, openly took the bailout from uh, the 08 crash and had to build the, that's the reason the vault exists is because that was like a deal they made. Uh, so if you drive a vault, you're basically driving the Obama mobile. Get rid of that. Um, and I mean, I, th I think that just shows you the level of fascism. If, if we're talking to the left right now, we're talking about GM. They make everything with V8s. Everything. Big gas guzzling, single cam, not even efficient V8s. Like Ford, they use a, a 5.0 to get that kind of horsepower. Chevy, they use a 6.2. So, big, nasty V8 motors with low technology, leaf springs in the rear of their Corvettes, just like, you know, old covered wagons had, leaf springs. No technology. Evil company. Remember that. Justin Trudeau fights on behalf of GM Motors. You heard it here first, folks. Don't buy GM. But to everybody else who's driving anything else or telling people on planes that Jimmy Carter's on, our message to you is to keep on trucking. It's a trap when there's no comfort fitting in a fake safety to no one believes it.